Hey, everybody. I'm Mike Reno from Loverboy. Hi, this is Joe Satriani. Hey, I am Brandy Rhodes. Hey, I'm UFC fighter C.B. Dalloway. Clay Milliken, driver of the Parks Plus. Great Clips, Top Fuel Dragster. What's up, world? This is your favorite comic, favorite comic, Tony Rock. Hey, guys. This is Kendra Sunderland, Vixen Angel of the Year. Hey, this is Jimmy Chamberlain. Hey, it's your boy J-Rock from Sunnyvale Trailer Park. You know I'm Sierra Era Egger. And you listen to my boy T-Biscuit on the Codcast Podcast. I'm out like I sold something. Isn't it trippy to think back on your life and the things that really moved you over the years? Like, for me, music's always been a constant To the point I can't even remember a time in my life without music always being there. My mom had this huge record player. They just had the best speakers, amazing sound, and she'd always be playing something. ABBA, Steve Miller, Dr. Hook, played a lot of Kenny Rogers, Olivia Newton-John, Neil Diamond, Meatloaf. It was on in my house. But other than music, though, it was a time where... Martial arts really interested me, and I dabbled in classes here and there. I still watch fights now, but I don't grapple, throw anybody around anymore. Snowboarding was a huge part of my life in my early 20s. Not that I don't still love it today, I do. I'm 46 now, and I feel it, and I can't ride like what I used to. It's not long till my kids will be booting my ass down Cyprus. Expecting that. I love to draw and paint through my high school years. They even hung some of the artwork that I'd collaboratively done with a couple buddies that were in the same art class, Dave Mantell and Lucas Micapar, both way better artists than what I was, out of my league, really. But I loved it. Art was, and is, a great escape. Another that I'm still interested in, but was a freaking maniac about it when I was a kid, like 8 through 12, 13, wrestling. And that's why you'll hear wrestlers making appearances here and there on the podcast because I actively try to book them myself. And when friends and promoters reach out with opportunities, unless I'm way too far booked in advance, which happens, not often, but it does, I generally say yes to the interviews because I'm a lifelong fan. And thanks to our buddies at Got Pop Concerts, wrestling legend Raven is a guest this week. How cool is that? As is Canadian radio personality, longtime Vancouver DJ, up in the Okanagan now in Kelowna at Virgin Radio, Danae Johnson is a guest this week. Coming up in just a few minutes, in Stop Me If You've Heard This Before, fitness trainer, IFBB pro, and coach Alicia Bell talks about things that you should be looking for when getting a personal trainer. That's brought to you by ProTech Welding, good friends on the North Shore here in Vancouver, Steel Fabrication. You can find them through ProTechWelding.com. First, our first guest of three, let's get to it. This week's musical guest, refused singer Dennis Lixon. It's brought to you by the Railway Stage and Beer Cafe, 579 Dunsmere, downtown Vancouver. If you're not super familiar with Refused, put on their album, The Shape of Punk to Come, Play it start to finish about 770 times and go from there. I remember when that album came out, it instantly blew my mind. First listen, especially New Noise. Something about that song. An absolutely punishing band. Awesome original vocals. 
killer riffs, tasty grooves. I mean, that rhythm section just rips. You'll hear that they've inspired a list of bands like Alexis on Fire, Death from Above 1979. Their latest album, Refused, put out War Machine last year and reminded everyone that they are at the top of the heap. One of the best punk hardcore bands on planet Earth no question. Refused are from Sweden. They've been around since 1991. There's a huge hiatus, big gap in, in their timeline. Nonconformists, political, like they should be on that Run the Jewels Rage Against the Machine tour. That would be fucking insane. Music that moves you. You can hear the full talk right now at our iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud pages. A simple search of Toddcast Podcast, and you'll see us. In the meantime, here's 10 minutes with refused singer Dennis Lixon. The Toddcast Podcast. What's the music in your house as a kid growing up? Oh, interesting. Oh, well, my dad, for a short period of time, he worked, um, he worked for like a record distribution sort of company. He had a lot of records. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So he played a lot of music at home. When I was young, I don't really know what he was into. I mean, I know kind of what he was into. But the first thing that that really hit me was the Beatles. Mm. Um, I was eight. Wait. I was eight years old when John Lennon got shot. And um, his picture and the Beatles' picture were all over the newspapers the next day. And... uh, that made me super curious because I thought they looked really cool. And my dad had all the Beatles records. So that was like my first, uh, my first, uh, you know, journey into music basically. Mm. And what, what do you think it was yeah. about the Beatles? I, I, well, I mean, first of all, I thought they looked cool, which is, you know, when you're a young person, that's, that's a plus. Of course. I mean, also, yeah. And, and I think, uh, also, a lot of their songs, especially the early stuff, because I liked when you're a young person, when you're eight years old, Sgt. Peppers, and, you know, that might be a bit too much for you, but I, I like the early stuff, like I Want to Hold Your Hand, and, you know, all that, like the, the, the simple Beatles songs. She and, loves and you, they, yeah. yeah, she loves you, of course. So there was a catchiness to that that, that really blew my mind, and I was, like, uh, building Lego guitars and, like, miming in, in my living room to, <laughs> to, to Beatles records when I was, like, eight and nine years old, yeah. That's great. Okay, so take us down the path, then, from the Beatles to Refused. <laughs> Obviously, there's a, there's a huge gap there. What's going on? Well, uh, so the Beatles was my first venture into music. I stole my dad's records, but then the first record I actually bought with my own cash was David Bowie, Let's Dance, okay. which I loved, you know, and then I was a huge Bowie fan. It was funny because all the kids in my class were into like, uh, into like heavy metal. Well, not so much heavy metal, more like, you know, Kiss and, and that, that kind of stuff. Sure. And I didn't, I didn't like that at first. I was like, oh, that's kind of corny. And I was into Bowie, you know, being a bit, bit of a smart ass. But then I, I did get into, I, I think um, when I was, I must have been 12 or 13 that summer, I saw the, uh, the, new, uh, the, the video for Bark at the Moon with Ozzy. Yes, dude. <laughs> and, and I thought it was amazing. Totally. And I was like, oh, this is, yeah, this is great. So yep. then that kind of set me on the path into like, uh, you know, metal basically. And I remember like uh, 
they were willing to Aussie. And then I had a, a, a friend of my dad, actually, I went over to his house and he's like, oh, I heard you into heavy metal. And he, he, I bought all the Black Sabbath and Motorhead records. And I mean, that, that's a slippery slope right there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's great. Okay. So, um, what was your first concert? Like the first concert that you attended, how old were you? I was, uh, let me see here, 12 years old. And I went to see Europe. Wow, the final countdown. <laughs> well, it was before this. It was before the final countdown. It was the oh, wow. record before that. Okay. Wings of Tomorrow. Yeah. I was 12 years old, and it was Europe playing as two local bands, maybe even three local bands, like have a, like hard rock bands. So that was the first show I went to. Uh, I saw Europe, and I was like, I was terrified, because everybody else was like 16, 18 years old, and people mm-hmm. were smoking and drinking, and I was like, I was completely petrified. But... um it was still pretty awesome. So that was like my first, the first show I went to was, was Europe, yeah. Hmm. I would love to get yeah. outside of music and, and, of course, what you're known for. I'm curious, what are you binge-watching lately when you find the time? <laughs> if you find the time, what are you watching? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I do find the time. I, I actually, the last TV show that I really enjoyed was Succession, which Succession. is you know, interesting. Yeah, it's an HBO series about really, really, really disgusting rich people. Hmm. But uh, it was quite fascinating. And uh, I have to admit, right now, I'm watching um, the Watchmen series, which yes. I also think is really, really good. Like, is that and, one of the best? Uh, first off, it's one of the best graphic novels of all time. Yes, the, it the, is. the movie was one of the best superhero movies of all time. And now the series is leading up, living up to the hype. Yeah, it is. It, it's for sure. I think it's fantastic. I mean, I've seen four episodes and I'm, I'm hooked. And That's, then I'm also, yeah. I'm also watching The Mandalorian because yeah. I am. A kid of that age and time where Star was just, you know, like I am, I'm one of those guys that my, my brother texted me on tour. He's like, I'm buying tickets for the Star Wars movie. Are you in? I'm like, yeah, what do you think? Of course I'm in, you know, so. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, didn't Star Wars just like literally take over your life as a kid? Yes, it did. I remember, because I mean, it was one of those deals where I was lucky enough to see Return of the Jedi at the movies when it came out. Yeah. And then, uh, Swedish television showed um, the first, like a New Hope, I guess it's called. Yeah, the first uh, one. Yeah, and and yes, and and we taped it on VHS, and for you know, whatever, like two months, I watched it every day coming home from school. I'm just <laughs> like, I'm gonna watch Star Wars once more. So yeah, it did. It it, it beca- became a big big thing in my life, and and it it is funny how that is, uh, how that like so imprints on you because I still. I'm, I'm, I still have a huge weak spot for sci-fi movies and I'm yeah. still, you know, like I'm, I'm not a complete nerd, but I think the trying to be a punk, I had to sort of uh, push the nerdiness uh, away a little bit, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's in there for sure. But it's impossible, <laughs> especially the Mandalorian is so good. Like I'm watching, I've got, uh, also, I've got a nine year old and a seven year old and they're just, I mean, dude, they are glued to the screen. Still today, hey, like, look at this franchise. Yeah. Like, how how old is that franchise? Forty years old, and it's still continuing yeah. to kick everybody's ass. Yeah, it's pretty pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the superhero movies. Which do you think is your favorite? Like, what which is the best one in your opinion? Oh wow, that is a big question. Well, honestly, I thought I thought that the the Logan movie was exceptionally good. Yeah. Because I thought that was just like a, a piece of proper cinema. You know, I'm I'm a bit of a cinema nerd. I mean, I like I like the Marvel stuff. I've seen it all. You know, but but I thought Logan was definitely something 
very, very different and something that uh, you could watch as not being too, you know, superhero movie mm -hmm. type of stuff and, and still really enjoy that movie. I it, thought it was great. It almost felt like, like that could actually be real life. Yeah, yeah, sort of. I mean, it was just, it was just a fantastically well-crafted movie. Yeah. And also the first time you got to see Wolverine really uh, take people out. So. <laughs> totally, right? Vicious <laughs> yeah. shit. Uh, which yeah. which superpower would you want to have? Oh, but, wow. Uh, I would say probably to be able to fly or something like that. Because I'm scared of flying, and if I could no. fly by my... No. Oh, yeah, I know. It's horrible. It's not what? great to be a, a touring musician and not like... I don't, I don't like flying. So if I could fly myself, I, that'd probably make it a bit easier. Yeah, <laughs> probably, yeah. <laughs> no yeah. doubt. See you boys later on. <laughs> Gone. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Do you believe aliens have visited Earth? Um, yes, sometimes. It is, it's one of those things, you know, like when, when, you, when you made a, a career of being this Marxist, <laughs> socialist, very grounded in sort of, a, you know, those ideas... It's hard to 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 um, admit that that you have also a soft spot for that, but mm -hmm. yeah, it seems likely. It seems reasonable that uh, that that could have probably happened. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think that's. Uh, I was very fascinated by that in my twenties. I read a lot of book books about that, but um, oh. yeah, maybe possibly, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's almost to the point where it would be almost more. It would be you know, more doubtful that there hasn't been alien visitation considering that the Kep the Kepler, NASA's Kepler program has seen millions of planets. Like really within yeah. those millions of planets, there's no other life form. Really? Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, it is interesting now because I got some, I got some friends that are really, really into that kind of stuff. I mean, NASA is, is releasing all this information just saying like, yes, there has been sightings. Right. We don't know what it is. There's been stuff out there that we have no idea what that was, which is kind of interesting. You know, it, it tickles the mind for sure. Oh, totally. hundred percent. I mean, when you start to talk, when you start to watch those videos where, you know, guys are in fighter jets and they're watching these UFOs do, yeah. you know, 90 degree turns at like Mach 6. Like, really? Yeah. Like we don't have that technology. What the hell is that? <laughs> What is that? Exactly. You know? What is it? Yeah. No one knows. No well, one maybe knows. Yeah. If, they, if they're going to storm that Area 51 thing, well, we'll see if it happens. I actually <laughs> went to, uh, we drove through there once. So, oh, did so you? we went to, uh, yeah, not Area 51, but that, that small town, uh, Ro Roswell. Roswell, New yeah. Mexico. New Mexico, yeah. Yeah, we went there. went to the, like, uh, there was like an alien store. It was pretty awesome. Musical guests of the Toddcast podcast are powered by the Railway Stage and Beer Cafe. Check them out at 579 Dunsmuir, downtown Vancouver. I'm coming home. Hey, Red Rider, we're gonna ride on. I'm home tonight I'll be home tonight I wanna love 
heard this before on the Toddcast podcast. When you start to talk fitness and those at the highest level with over 17 years coaching experience, Canadian IFBB figure pro Alicia Bell should be near the top. She's a kinesiologist, personal trainer, strength coach, and she's the head track and field coach at Ryerson University in Toronto. She's a former national level sprinter, having competed in the 2005 Canada Summer Games. You've seen her on the cover of two nationally published magazines, Muscle Memory and Impact Magazine. She's been in commercials that you've no doubt seen, Garnier Fructis, New Balance Canada, Fuel Foods, and the one for the Canadian legalization of marijuana. And when Alicia was a guest, we talked food and nutrition and looking after your body. She talked about cheat foods and which were the bad calories, how she became a brand ambassador for Puma Canada. She shared a near-death experience story. We talked binge-watching shows. Friends and family came up. And stop me if you've heard this before, Alicia talked about what you should be looking for in a personal trainer. That's a good question. I feel like a lot of people just hire uh, quote-unquote trainers without doing like a little bit of research. But I think you definitely hire somebody who has experience, who has education, but not just that, but has like before and after photos to kind of back up their credibility and their clients. Like anybody can make you sweat. An app can make you sweat, but... Um, 
to have a good personal trainer, you really need someone who's knowledgeable and knows how to apply that knowledge. And it's more than just working out. There's a science behind nutrition and exercise and, and programming, and it needs to be done in a certain way. And it needs to be um, specific towards you and uh, not just uh, kind of like for a group or things like that. Stop me if you've heard this before on the Toddcast podcast is brought to you by ProTech Welding, a CWB certified steel fabrication shop in North Vancouver and online at ProTechWelding.com. Showcore is back on the scene and a new song for those guys called Hey Hey Rock and Roll. They played a show in early January here in Vancouver at the Rickshaw Theater. I went to that one with a a good little group of buddies 
And it was so much fun that I talked the guys into playing a show for the podcast at the Railway Stage and Beer Cafe. It's not for a while, though. It's not till next month, the last Friday of the month. So April 24th. In fact, we just announced this on social media a couple days back. It's only 10 bucks. Come on. 10 bucks in advance through myshowpass.com. It's 15 bones if you risk it and wait for the door. Keep this in mind. The rickshaw was packed. Place holds six, 700 people. The railway is 200 capacity. Expect this one to be rammed to the rafters. If you're thinking of going, save some bucks, grab a ticket right now, and make sure you get in. The last thing that I want is for people to not be able to make it in because you wait for tickets the night of at the door. Crash Rebels and Under the Mountain will be opening up this spectacular, if I do say so myself, it's a pretty good night. Played you Chase the Bear and their song is Home, a great little rocker from those guys. Love to see a Vancouver rock radio station step up and start showing support for the local scene. They are worth playing on radio and they're headlining the next podcast show the last Friday of the month. So it's coming up on March 27. It's a great bill. Chase the Bear, Redwoods, and Holy Tokes. Eight bucks in advance for that one. It's a steal of a show. Speaking of live music, uh, you can find info for all of our shows and a bunch more with the indie scene at toddhancock.ca. There's a bunch of great shows. Always something happening. Make sure to get out there, support the scene. We make the scene. It's brought to you by Mystic Rhythms Rehearsal Studios. 40 plus years, not to brag, but that's a long time. 40 plus years experience in the music industry. You can find them through mysticrhythms.ca. Coming up later on in Listen to This, you'll hear Nickelback singer Chad Kruger talking about writing songs for superhero soundtracks like Batman and Thor. Of course, they have a song in a Daredevil movie. Chad wrote the song Hero, that was in a Spider-Man movie. It's powered by Tedco RV Supplies in Langley. RV Repair Service, ICBC accredited. You can find them through TedcoRVSuppliesInc.com. First, let's get back to the guests. The second of three Toddcast guests this week is our sporting guest, legendary WWE wrestler Raven. That is brought to you by Block E Media. Grow your business online, social media marketing, digital advertising, and a bunch more. Keep up with them through blockemedia.com. Scott Levy, you'll know him as Raven, has been a fan of wrestling his entire life. We talk about it, of course, during the full conversation. And you've seen him on all the major platforms over the years. ECW, WCW, WWE, WWF, TNA. Many talk about how he is one of the best talkers in the game, in wrestling. He had a feud with the Sandman in the mid-90s that's been called one of the most emotional rivalries in pro wrestling's history. Raven is one of the most decorated wrestlers ever. An insane 36 title reigns under WWE, WCW, and ECW banners. Any true wrestling fan will want to dig in 
and hear the full conversation. It's definitely worth hearing, even if you're not a big wrestling fan. It's pretty good. Search it out through Toddcast Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. Till you hear that, here's 10 minutes with ECCW, WCW, TNA, WWE superstar, Raven. The Toddcast Podcast. When did wrestling kind of first grab you? How, how old were you? I was like seven or eight. I started watching it. Yeah. You know, and I always wanted to do it, but, you know, it was one of those pipe dreams, you know, you think about, but ah, I'm never going to do that. You know, that's just, that's for, that's for other people to do, you know. And then, um, then I lost interest in it. Then I got interested again in, in high school, no, in, at the end of high school and college. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, man, I want to do this for a living. I'm going to, I don't want to be 50 years old though, man. I should have done this. Yeah. So, um, so I said, screw it. I go, you know, if, if I don't, if I don't, if I'm not successful, I'm still not a failure because the only failure is the guy who doesn't try. You know, as long as you try, you're a success. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how bad you bomb, but as long as you try, to me, you're a success. Yeah, totally agree. And, yeah, so I figured, what, what, what can it hurt? You know, so I mean, I had my college degree to fall back on, and uh, and I decided to make a, a start of it, and then uh, went to wrestling school, and then basically, you know, that I was uh, started the whole thing. Which wrestlers? Did you grow up idolizing? We just talked about Rowdy Roddy, of course, but um, you know Hogan and Ricky the Dragon, the British Bulldogs, and Macho Man Elizabeth, and which were the wrestlers for you that were really like, man, they're they're that's that's my boy, uh, Jake Roberts, Jake the Snake, yeah, man, and I you can Jake. see the influence, yeah, I mean you can totally see the influence of my character, yeah. Jake's been a, a guest of this podcast as well. He's a fantastic guy, super nice, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, the real shame was I never got to run with him back in the day, mm. you know? Like, you know, and, and so much of my act has been has been concepts I've picked up or li- lifted from him, you know, and made, it, and made it into my own. But, yeah, I really wish I could have just actually, you know, sat under his learning tree, you know, yeah. personally. Now you, you've hung out with Jake, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, we're friends. Yeah. But, you know, it's it just, it's um, it's a shame I didn't get to... You know that I, w- I would have loved to have been have had him as a mentor back in the day when I was still learning, like the grappler was to me. Yeah, totally. And are you a fan of uh, other fighting sports, MMA, UFC, Bellator? Oh man, I live for that. Yeah, it's so good, right? Like I loved it. I loved it last year. They, you know, they had a basically they had a show on every single week. There was basically a, a UFC show. Yeah, totally. you know, at least three out of every four weekends. Yeah. So yeah, I watch it religiously. What do you What are you but thinking about the McGregor um, uh, Cerrone fight coming up? You know, if it really happens, which you know, you never know because you know McGregor's got a hundred million dollars in the bank. He doesn't need, right. you know. So how motivated he'll be? Uh, well, you can look at it two ways. You can say he'll be super motivated because he lost to Khabib and he needs to redeem himself, or you can see him going. I should be able to kill Cerrone and not train worth the crap, you know, and also have no motivation because he's so rich. So it, it, it depends which Connor shows up. If um, mm-hmm. if the if the old Connor shows up, I think he's going to beat Cerrone. But if he doesn't, he's going to get knocked out. Interesting, knocked out, hey? Well, I, I mean, only if the old Connor, only if the new Connor, you know, the if 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 the wealthy Connor shows up, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, not the. Yeah, the you hunger know, the the, is the hunger still there? You got a hundred million in the bank, right? Like, right? How yeah. hungry are you at you that know. point? Yeah, 
Raven, I'd love to get outside of uh, wrestling and, and sports and what you're known for for a little bit, if you're cool with that. Let's get into the music. What's the, What was the music in your house as a kid growing up? What are your parents playing? Uh, my parent, my mom and dad, they didn't play a lot of music. But when they did, they had eight tracks. Yeah, eight track <laughs> back in the day, yes. <laughs> which always, which if you don't know what an eight track is, it's it's horrible. It's it's it makes a cassette look like the great. Like, it makes a cassette look like a, a DVD compared to a VHS. Totally. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and the best song was always in between tracks. So like the song would be interrupted while it changed tracks. Yeah. <laughs> Well, my parents listened to, my dad would listen to Sinatra or Barbara Streisand, actually mostly Barbara Streisand. Wow. Okay. But, but they didn't listen to a lot of music. So I, but the music me and my sister always played was like 70s Top 40, which, which basically 70s Top 40 was, was everything. It was metal. Totally. It was disco. It was soul. It was Top 40. It was like, there's never been a decade with a more eclectic play of music than the 70s on one station like this, this radio stations played everything like you know now if you listen to a station it's either going to play dance or it's going to play rock or it's going to play classic rock or it's right. going to play alternative very niche but it's not gonna play everything no like in the 70s dude it was like you know uh fleetwood mac the the bgs eagles sabbath all on one station yeah and, and it was am it was am radio too. Right. it wasn't even fm stereo yeah what are you binging right now? If you find time, what what are the shows that you're currently binge watching? The Witcher. I just started The Witcher. Yeah, you know, I keep hearing that's a great show. I have yet to to plug it in. Yeah, and, and it's really uh, I don't want to spoil anything for the listeners, but there's a there's a, it's already by the fourth episode. There's a big swerve, and uh, I don't want to ruin it, so I won't say anything. But yeah, The Witcher. What what um, what, is, what is the premise of The Witcher? He's a he's a monster hunter, like he's a mutant monster hunter. Oh, cool! So you think that? So it seems like, but it previews that that's all it is is he's going to fight and kill monsters. But it's so much better than that because there's also there's a there's a throne and the people get dethroned and uh and there's ma- there's magicians there's ma- there's witches there's magicians you know mm-hmm. sexy witches not you know not ugly old you know yeah, pointy hat witches yeah um there's it's it's in medievalish times. Hmm. But uh, they talk current. They talk like current people, but it, it's um, it's um, it's a lot more than just Henry Cavill killing monsters. Yeah, like that's the the Superman. Superman is the lead character. Yeah, he, he yeah. was great in in, uh, in the Man from Uncle. Man from Uncle. He was in that. Yeah, he was the uh, he was the British spy or the American. Oh, uh, he was yes. British guy. Yes. Yeah, well, I love him. Really that. I, I, I love his work, man. He does great stuff. That uh, that movie got no play whatsoever to Man from Uncle, but it was actually really good. It was um, what's the guy's name? The guy married Madonna. Oh, Guy Ritchie. Oh yeah, Guy Ritchie. I love his movies, even when yeah. they're bad. They're really good, dude. Yeah, like he does some really incredible stuff as well. What was the? Was it two Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels? Was that Guy Ritchie as well? I think it was. Yeah, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Snatch. Yeah. He made Snatch. Snatch as well. Great movie. Yeah, those two are uh, bonkers, crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but they're awesome. And then, uh, and so, and I like everything. I pretty much uh, the only movie I haven't seen that he's made, I think, is the Madonna one. Swept away, which I really had no interest in. No, I didn't see that one either. Do you get into the the superhero movies? We're speaking of uh, yeah, Henry yeah, of and Superman and stuff. Which which yeah. which one's been your favorite? Well, my original favorite was Blade. 
Yeah, uh, just because it was the first superhero, it was the first superhero movie that was done right. Yeah, you know, it was done like a superhero movie. It wasn't done. It, it, it was done like a comic book reader's view of a superhero is not a um, not Hollywood's idea of a superhero movie. Yeah, but then like the Fantastic Four was, you know, that that was terrible. They, that was like a super. That was the Hollywood version. You know, it was a Hollywood. It was an executive's idea of what it should be. Yeah, I mean that's um, and and that and that unfortunately is a team that actually deserves to have a freaking amazing movie made around them. Yeah, absolutely. They should go back and revisit that. I think but so they too. Made two sinkers of it. Yeah, they made three different Spider Mans with three different Spider Mans. That's ridiculous. Right. Why? Well, but the new one's amazing. The it, guy they found. The, but see, here's here's the here's the here's the reason the first two Spider-Man movies. Well, I didn't see the second guy, Andrew Garfield, but the first guy, uh, what's Tobey Maguire? Oh, Toby, yeah, yeah. The reason why I, I thought those sucked was because the the whole part of Spider-Man is is he cracks jokes on everybody. Like he's a he's just nonstop, you know, one-liners. And as he's fighting. Yeah, as he's fighting, you know, and he didn't say, and it, it wasn't, like it was, it was, a, it was an executive's decision. Oh, he's a superhero. Got to be super heroic, but it, that's not the character, right? It's just it's a an ex, it's an exec that's never read the comic book. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Which superpower you would know? you want to have? Flight. <laughs> flight. You got it right. Boom. Flight. Yeah. I'd be yeah, I know. Cool. I always want to be able. I always wanted to be able to fly. Yeah, that would yeah. be pretty cool. Like, but I'd be. I'm. I'm terrified of jumping out of airplanes. When I was in the Marine Corps, I almost. I, I was. I was supposed to get the jump, and I would have then. But I didn't get to. Mm. So I, and ever since I've never wanted to, you know, I was never had the guts to go back up in the sky and do it. But if I started flying from the ground up, then I wouldn't have any problem. Right. Jumping out of the plane is nope. the scary part. But if you, if you can fly from the ground, then it's just, you know. Right. Right. Jumping out of a perfectly good plane. What are we doing? Right. Yeah. That's, that's my, uh, my ex wife slash best friend. Uh, she always goes, How are you going to fly? If you if you're scared of jumping out of a plane, I go because I'm leaving from the ground, so it's not so scary. Right, dude. I want to respect your time. I, I have a couple more questions, and uh, then I'll let you go here. Sure. Uh, an oddball. Do you think that aliens have visited Earth, or perhaps even even live among us? Of course, absolutely. Sporting guests of the Toddcast podcast are brought to you by Block E Media Inc. Digital marketing plans and solutions done for you and done with you. Online at blockemedia.com. I was an everyday, ordinary, golden little girl in a parent sleeping separate beds, church on Sunday, world to older sisters, natural smile and a curious eye. Got started early, I got knocked up in junior high. Wasn't ready, my dad would have disowned me, wasn't steady. Boy, you ran, you could have phoned me, had to hide, I didn't think I had a choice. Totally bombarded by every inner voice. I was hesitant, reticent, cherry-flavored medicine. Hated on, degraded on, judged, spit, and shaded on. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. Everyone is looking to everyone else and nobody's doing anything. Fuck you, Into my son, this is exactly why everyone is looking.
not gonna let you get me Listen to this on the Toddcast podcast. You would have to literally be living under a rock to not know Nickelback. They've been around since 1996, coming up on 25 years as a band, and not an overnight sensation. At the start of their career, the band booked cross-Canada tours on their own. They called radio stations in hopes of getting their music played. Hard work pays off. Wasn't long before everything fell into place. A record label booking agent, representation, songs all over the radio, and world domination. They've sold over 50 million albums worldwide. Billboard ranked them the most successful rock group of the 2000s. Their song, How You Remind Me, was the best-selling rock song and the fourth best-selling song of the decade. Four of their albums were listed on the Billboard Top Albums of the Decade. An absolute powerhouse of a band. And when Chad invited us over to his place to record a podcast at his home studio, we talked about aliens visiting Earth, seeing Metallica in concert. We talked about writing songs right after waking up from a dream. Dimebag Daryl came up, how Chad's an admirer of Lenny Kravitz's work. We talked Beastie Boys, Superpowers, working in studio with ZZ Top's Billy Gibbons, hanging out with Devin Townsend, growing up to music by the Beatles, Boney M., ABBA. And Chad talked about how Nickelback were asked to submit a song for a Batman movie and a Thor movie. Listen to this. Uh, they had asked for uh, to, for us to submit a song. We submitted it, um, and that song actually was Saving Me. And they went with a Linkin Park song. Oh. Um, and we were very happy about that because then Saving Me went on all the right reasons and right. wound up... Uh, I think the thing went to number one. So we were we were pretty happy to have that on uh, on, on that record. album. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything kind of along those same sort of lines that you've recorded over the years? That uh, oh yeah, there was another one um, that was on. Uh, what album was it? I want to say. I want to. Oh, I know what album it's on. It's on No Fixed Address. Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to be um, going to, I think, the second Thor movie. And same sort of thing happened. They wound up going with something else, and then we wound up with this great song on our uh, on our record. And um, where is it here? I'll find it. Trying to rack your brain. Like, um, what, what song was it? Hammer Coming Down. What's the name of that song? Yeah, that's a Hammer Coming Down. Hammer it? Coming Down. Yeah. I mean, now, now when you listen to it, right. it's going to be... Well, of course. As soon as, you, as soon as you told me about saving me with, uh, yeah. with Batman, I was like, oh, holy crap. Like, it makes... That now completely makes sense yeah. why the song is written the way it is. And yep. Listen to this on the Toddcast podcast is brought to you by Tedco RV Supplies in Langley, an ICBC-approved repair shop. Find them online at tedcorvsuppliesinc.com.
glass of whiskey With some ice to cool me down Get us out a bottle of poison And hope that I don't drown Nothing but trouble with the Redwoods boys Crazy motherfuckers that just love to make noise up any time of day If y'all can't take it, then get out of our way I got trouble on my mind Sick and tired of your nine to five Let's burn it down tonight Cause we ain't stopping till it's light Nothing but trouble on my mind It's time to get down a bit Wherever we go tonight Nothing but trouble with the Red Bulls boys Crazy motherfuckers that just love to make noise Time to turn up any time of day If y'all can't take it then get out of our way I got trouble on my mind is Redwoods and a fun little banger that one it's called Nothing But Trouble and as mentioned they're playing with Chase the Bear and Holy Tokes hold that one in it's at the end of the month the next Railway Stage and Beer Cafe podcast show uh, they present one the Railway uh, the last Friday of every month so coming up on Friday March 27th again Chase the Bear Holy Tokes Redwoods it's going to be great hope you can make it out play just something new for the podcast and for rare Americans, fuck you world. I ain't going to let you get me kind of a fitting song. These last four or five years, no watching everything that's kind of happening around us. Climate change, Trump, will Bernie take him down? I think he will. Coronavirus lately. Good stuff, boys. Thanks for sending that one in. Fun song. Solid album, by the way. All right. Todd Strolls is coming up in just a bit. The stupid, 
the mean, but really uh, the hurtful too, I guess. But the, it's the funny things that people say to what you post, what you see online. This week, Moby, Godzilla versus Kong, and the Formula One bask in that beautiful white hot spotlight. It's powered by Good Times Gin and Tonics, putting the GTs back in the GT. We'll definitely be hanging a bunch with those guys this summer. Dangerous, I might add, around the barbecue. They go down. Find them at goodtimesdrinks.com. Of course, they're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, too, as they should be. Trolls is coming up in just a bit. But first, let's get to this final guest of episode 218, 218 already. Wow. This week's entertainment guest, Virgin Radio Kelowna radio personality, Danae Johnson. You got to love her Instagram bio. She goes, passion, power, real talk. Like, really? What else do you need? Passion, power, real talk, radio gal on Virgin Radio Kelowna, certified nutritionist, CNP, somatic therapist in training. If you listened to pop and you lived in Vancouver, I'm guessing here between 2005 and 2015-ish, maybe longer, chances are you'll know who Danae is. She worked on 94.5 Virgin, well, the beat first and then Virgin Radio, then got offered a job up in Kelowna. Better time slot. It's where her family is, I believe. I think it's brave to do what Danae did, move away from the big smoke. That's what the game's all about, right? Get that major market, command the top spot in the ratings during your time slot on air, your station's demo. So good honor. There's more to life, friends and family and Sure, we're all guilty from time to time. And, you know, you get those spots where you kind of lose touch with people over the years or, you know, months go by without talking to somebody. And of course, they're they're on your your mind and you care about them. And you're like, oh, you know, they also have a phone. They can call me too, which is true. But anyway, I love that Danae followed her heart and she gave Virgin Radio Kelowna a major market personality. I hope they know what they've got with this girl. Drive and determination in spades. She has a new podcast you need to check out called the Hello Well Podcast. I've been poking at her for a little while to fire this thing up. The problem being, though, that when you work in radio, they want you to make a podcast under the corporate umbrella, probably pay you next to nothing to start it up and keep it rolling week to week, or at least that was my experience anyway, meaning that they, of course, would keep your hard work, the blood, sweat, tears that it takes for you to create something, prepare and host something, of course, content-rich podcasts. They want it to be this amazing side th- hustle. Corporate wants the intellectual property. They want to own your podcast. When you leave or they decide to fire you, it's like, no, 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 no. You don't get to own my hard work. does not work like that. Not in today's world. If you want me to work my craft and create something unique and individual for the company, the time and effort that it takes... Because it's got to be good. It has to live up to what your audience already expects of you from hearing you on the radio. It's got to hit the demo. It's got to be to the market. Then pay up. And, and when I leave, I'll take the podcast with me. It's simple math. If you're creating it, don't give it away. Although I am now, of course, off on a tangent. Bottom line, you're going to love Danae's vibe. Check out her radio show up there in the beautiful, sunny Okanagan on Virgin Radio Kelowna. 
I'm a fan, and I love that she's stepped into the world of podcasting as well. You'll want to hear the full talk. It's now posted at our iTunes and Spotify and SoundCloud pages, a simple search of Toddcast Podcast. Until then, here's 10 minutes with radio personality and now podcaster, Danae Johnson. The Toddcast Podcast. Why radio, Danae? Oh, that's a great question. Actually, when I was 16 years old, it's kind of cheesy, but I was Miss Vernon. Yeah. And uh, I was also referred to as Queen Silver Star. And I was Queen Silver Star. <laughs> Shut up, God. <laughs> I was Queen Silver Star, and uh, the girl that I was princess, she was Princess Silver Star. She actually wanted to get into radio. Okay. And I was like, that sounds pretty sweet. I mean,. Uh, that year we had spent the year traveling around Canada, doing a lot of public speaking and radio interviews. I was also very passionate about music and had a background in theater and performing. And I kind of felt like radio just combined all three of those. And it just felt like, yep, this is going to be a good fit. Mm -hmm. You eventually clawed your way to the top of the heap. You're a working major market in Vancouver. Yeah. And, and then you decided to make the move to Kelowna. How hard was this decision for you? It was extremely difficult. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I, uh, I sat in my boss's office in Vancouver and cried because I just, I was very torn. On the one hand, I had worked so hard mm. to achieve, you know, kind of the radio dream that so many people in our industry want to achieve. Like you said, working major market radio. Totally. Um, and, you know, I had a really good thing going in Vancouver, but I was also feeling like, I don't know, I'd been in Vancouver for a decade. Yeah. My parents were, all my family are in the Okanagan. And, uh, and I had been gone for, for a decade and that, you know, it's a lot of missed birthdays and Mother's Days and Father's Days. And to be quite honest, I mean, uh, my mom had gotten cancer a few years ago. Thankfully, she's okay now, but um, I think sometimes it takes maybe, you know, somebody close to you getting sick for you to realize what really matters in life. Yeah. And my family have always been incredibly important to me. And so it was a combination of things. That was a big motivator for sure. I was also just starting to feel like I was being called to live somewhere that was maybe a little bit more chill grounded and not as expensive as Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> Anywhere else in the world, you mean? Pretty much. You, yeah, you got it. What sort of advice would you give someone looking to get into radio broadcasting? Oh, damn, really? <laughs> All right. I don't know if I want to give that advice. <clears throat> uh -huh. I mean, oof. what advice would I give? Um, I would say, I mean, if it's something that you really love, <clears throat> and that you're really passionate about, absolutely. Um, pursue whatever it is that you're truly passionate about, what you truly feel you're meant to be doing with your time on this planet. Yes. Um, I would use it as a way of, you know, getting experience, making connections, and at the same time, I think I would also be working on some sort of online component, whether it is a podcast or a YouTube channel. 
um, because that's the reality of where a huge, huge portion of the world is now and how people are taking in media is through podcasting. Um, so I think you can do both and both of them are going to get you different, a different audience. So mm-hmm. just, you know, do both of them and get all the people listening and watching. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also have a thick skin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you find it. that? Oh my God. I don't know about you, but like, maybe it's just because of the, the genre, the, the demographic of uh, rock listeners at Fox. I got it all the time. Yeah, I could see that with a rock format. I've heard that from other people who've worked in like rock and alternative formats. That <laughs> there's something about those listeners. They have a tendency to be, I mean, a little bit more more direct in their thoughts and opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely did get a, a little bit of that for sure yeah. uh, in Vancouver. I mean, yeah, there's lots of people out there who just love to to hate and spread yeah. their negative thoughts. And, just chirpy and mean people, you know. Yeah. Like, like I outright told one guy that called up and he was like, you know, Hancock, you're fucking just talking just to hear yourself talk and blah, blah, blah. Man, one of these days I'd love to be where you are and fucking I'd punch you so hard in the head. And and, and wow. I, I, I was straight up like, you know, hey, dude, I'm wearing like a red ball cap. Uh, I'm wearing a black tragically hip t-shirt and I'm done at 11 o'clock. I will see you at the corner <laughs> of Georgia Granville at 11.05. Come at me, bro. Come at me, bro. Because you're not talking that shit when you see me. Not happening. <laughs> It's because nobody knows that Todd Hancock has a black belt in <laughs> karate. And... I have a black belt, and I'm not taking your bullshit. <laughs> All right, let's get outside of radio. <laughs> what was the music in the Johnson house as a kid growing up? Like what? what oh, what, damn. What, bands your, what bands are your parents playing? Oh, so much. There was a lot of, like, In Excess. Yeah. And that was one that stood out for sure. So um, Michael's death must must have hit you hard then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, for sure. I think for all of us, right? Like yeah. all, all fans. And just the way to go too. Like what? No, absolutely. Um, so a lot of in excess. There was definitely some Brian Adams. Like my parents oh. were really into rock, so it was more like the when Brian Adams kind of went more through the like the rockier phase, I guess. Yeah. If you could say that. Yeah. Uh, dire Straits. Um, I also remember like a lot of Madonna. I remember voguing around my family (laughs) living room to the Madonna Immaculate album. Oh, I love it. Right? (laughs) 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 I'm going to have to get your mom's email and see if we can get a picture for that. Oh, honey, there's home video. (laughs) There's got to be something kicking around. There's tons of home video of that. Mm. What was your first concert? First concert was No Doubt. Wow. Yeah, I was a late. Yeah, it was really good. I uh, I didn't go to a concert until I was like a teenager. Like it took me forever to get to one. Like late, late in my teens. Really. Um, but I one of my favorite albums of all time, still to this day, is No Doubt Tragic Kingdom. Tragic Kingdom. That that record, start to finish, is amazing. Right, man. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if you you know Todd, but I also I was in a band for a while as well. No, were you really? Yeah, oh, I was. No, you're putting me on. No, you weren't. I swear to God. Really? What style? Yeah. What was it? Called? It was. Oh, dude, you'd hate the music. It was so poppy. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it was so poppy. I'm gonna send you a photo. Um, 
before I, like, right before I left Vancouver, we were just kind of starting to, like, grow a little bit. Like, we we actually opened for Akon. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How do I not know this? I don't know. We haven't talked in a minute, I guess. Wow. <laughs> um, but that was, like, one of, my fav- one of my favorites to cover was No Doubt. I don't know if you remember the song Sunday Morning. Yeah. Sunday Morning. Yeah. yeah great song. Oh. Yeah, so I'm currently learning to play that one on guitar. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. When you find time, because I'm sure, you know, like me, you're busy. When you mm-hmm. find time, what are you binge watching? Ooh, TV-wise? Yeah. I just finished watching, did you see You? No. Um, I haven't watched either season because it just, uh, I don't know, it kind of just creeps me out. What, really? What about a serial killer killing people creeps you out? Yeah, I'm just... Stalker. I'm just... I don't know. Yeah, I'm not into it. I heard it's really good, though. It is good. Yeah. I liked it. How do you feel about, like, adult cartoons? I uh, love them. Love Archer. I haven't seen that one. Archer. <laughs> what? You don't know Archer? My God. Okay, no. write this down right now. Stop. Pause this podcast. Write okay. Archer down. Binge watch that. Talk to me in a week. Okay. <laughs> like you are going to be like, what in the hell? I love, I, I mean, I, I love it. I, I love adult cartoons. What's the it. premise of it? Uh, it's basically a CIA. The mom is the head of the CIA and the bumbling son is one of the agents. Okay. Uh, Bob's Burgers. Do you ever watch that? No. So like I was just saying, like cartoons are usually not my thing, but my brother introduced me to... Uh, have you seen Big Mouth? <laughs> Dude, freaking uh, hilarious. Big Mouth is so good. Case, okay, if you love Big Mouth, you're going to love Archer. Okay. It's so good. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. And Bob's Burgers is the other one that you would love as well. Bob's Burgers, uh, the main character is the same voice of the bumbling CIA agent in uh, Archer. Okay. So good. Oh, awesome. you've got two things you need to binge through now. I love it. Don't yeah. you love when you have a new show that someone's recommended to you and you're like, yeah, now I can go get my pizza, totally. have a night, and just watch. <laughs> Hell oh, yeah. yeah love it. The Toddcast Podcast at Facebook.com slash Toddcast Podcast.
Podcast is powered by Milano Coffee, bringing you the finest espresso and coffee concepts in the world online at milanocoffee.ca. A look at this week's keyboard warriors, Todd's Trolls, on the Toddcast Podcast. Don't you find it incredible how tough some people are sitting behind a keyboard? The chirping is nonstop, it is virtually everywhere online. No one and nothing is safe. Moby has sold over 20 million albums. He's widely considered one of the most important dance music figures of the 90s. He literally helped break it to mainstream in the UK, in the States. And he just released a new album this past Friday on the 6th of March. It's called All Visible Objects. His Twitter handle is The Little Idiot. Kind of fitting, isn't it? Who cares? But he hasn't done anything worthwhile since 1999. Literally. Didn't he tattoo vegan for life on his neck? He should get I'm a tool tattooed on the other side. In theaters, as of this weekend, Godzilla vs. Kong. And if you've seen the trailer, it looks like a battle for the ages. But will humanity survive? Unpopular opinion. CGI is ruining movies. Did you hear they're already working on the next Godzilla movie? He fights a dead horse. Ooh, new drinking game. When you're watching this movie, every time you say, yeah, right, or as if, drink. And also this weekend on Saturday, March 14th, Formula One returns to Melbourne with Lewis Hamilton looking to match Michael Schumacher's seven world titles. You can drive fast. Good for you. If you blindfolded the drivers every other lap, then I'd watch. Watching dudes drive around on TV? No, thanks. Rather watch the last bit of ketchup drip from the bottle. Todd's Trolls on the Toddcast Podcast is brought to you by Good Times Gin and Tonics, putting the GTs back in the GNT. Check out goodtimesdrinks.com. 
They are Brass Camel, and I dig that one. It's called Issues, and you can see them live in Vancouver, East Vancouver, on Friday, this Friday. March 13th, they're playing at the Wise Hall. Brass Camel, Bad Magic, the Followaways, that could get messy. You heard Sleep Circle. Jake Tuzel is fronting that band, if you hadn't heard that. Of course, Jake. I mean, Jake's our boy. You've seen him play a few times for the podcast over the years. Even did one of those cheap thrills shows uh, where I host from stage, a little Q&A, got the acoustic performance kind of thing. You get to ask questions as well. We have, in fact, one coming up this Thursday, if you hadn't heard about that. March 12th, Cheap Thrills 18 in Vancouver at the Railway Stage and Beer Cafe. Wide Mouth Mason singer, Sean Vero. But yeah, Jake Tuzel is Sleep Circle's singer, which I think is pretty cool. Oh, and Sleep Circle's also playing in Vancouver soon as well. You can see them this Friday, March 13th, at the Ellis Building. They're having their Strange Life EP release party. Sleep Circle, Owl Face, another good show. Nice to have some choices this weekend. Really looking forward to our next podcast, former Slayer drummer Dave Lombardo is a guest. Slayer would have been a, you know... A whole different band if punk music didn't influence us. We would have been totally different. Yeah. So it was that magic moment that Hammett, that Hanneman brought into into rehearsal that changed everything. And what were those early early days of of Slayer like? Uh, fearless. Didn't care about what anybody thought. You know. We were, we wanted fame. We wanted success. We wanted to be on top of our game. We wanted to blow away every band that come across, you know, you know, that we would play on stage mm-hmm. with. So, you know, it's, it's, it's very typical. You just want to, you know, at that age, you want to rule the world. And, you know, we had the tools and had the means and, you know, that's what we tried to do. It really doesn't get much better than talking the early days of Slayer with Dave Lombardo. Joining Dave next week, our longtime sports loudmouth. He usually comes on the podcast a couple, two, three times a year. Mr. Tequila speaks for Joe Average, and he will join us. As will a local writer and artist. Check out at Noir Comics, Kelly Brack is a guest. I'm looking forward to that. Want to give a big thanks to this week's guests as well. Dennis from Refused. Dude, huge fan of your band, man. Thank you so much for being so cool to talk to as well. Really enjoyed our conversation. Maybe let's do it again sometime. I'd love that. Raven, thank you for taking some time to be a guest as a longtime fan. Was pretty cool to talk. And what to say to you, Danae Johnson. Big love. Thank you for being so rad. And let's uh, abuse the podcast credit card the next time you're in Vancouver. Yeah. That's going to do it for episode 218. My name is Todd Hancock. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please tell your friends about what we're doing. Word of mouth is a big way we get this podcast out there. Subscribe. You can do it on iTunes and Spotify, SoundCloud. Comment. It helps. And rate that podcast as well search it out through Toddcast 
podcast. Of course, a huge thanks to all of our awesome sponsors. You can find links to all sponsor websites at toddhancock.ca. If you'd like to sponsor the podcast, you can for as little as 10 bucks a day. We can work something out. Maybe a little outside the box marketing is what you need. There's contact info at the homepage. Till next week, don't be an asshole. Nobody wants to be around that. Have fun, play hard, and most of all, believe in yourself. The Toddcast Podcast. Keep in touch with Todd through Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and bookmark toddhancock.ca.